0: all of these women feel very special and unique in themselves with what you provide. Because one thing I love when our guests come on and they're like, I have never had a podcast. Give me such a beautiful gift. That was all, that was all from your brain and you being like, I want these women to feel special. You're like, I want to show them how appreciative I am that they're coming on and they're dropping all this knowledge to my listeners. Welcome
1: to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sheroline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder.
0: Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in.
1: So Shareline, this is the first time that we're doing an episode where it's just you and I.
0: I mean, we should have done one in the beginning with just you and I, but yes, technically. Um,
1: our podcast creation was a disorganized
0: hot mess. Everything that we would advise our clients against doing, we kind of did ourselves. We're our and own worst client is what we would joke about.
1: Every time we launch a client, I'm like, wow. And they all say, this was such a smooth experience. (laughs) It was so strategic. It was so organized. All we had to do was provide you with the tasks that you asked us to do. Wow. I think of us. (laughs) And how we were a hot mess express. (laughs)
0: I mean, I also think that it was a great learning experience, too. Um, I think it helped us realize just the process and how to make things better and how to advise our clients better, too. Agreed. We were our own worst client.
1: Agreed. And we it gave us a better understanding and foundation of the frustrations that our clientele would have in this process especially as people coming in not knowing the podcast industry as intimately as we did when we decided to create this podcast which is ironic (laughs) so we knew all the things that we had to do we just were like we're too busy to do it so good on us for trekking through and having 21 Full episodes with guests with people, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> And we still don't have the air horns or like no congratulatory sounds, no like s- spoons mixing in a bowl. Like we don't have any of that stuff. But anywho, so we just rambled until on. But a season two few- until season two. Season we have two months to come up with some sort of some- something. For sound effects. So for those who do not know us, I am Bethany.
0: And I'm Sheriline. And we have
1: the duo behind Crackers and Soup, a podcast production company. And this is Chatting Over Chowder, where today Sheroline and I will just be chatting because I didn't even think to buy us chowder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've had it. We have we have each had it. So that's all that really matters. We
1: could have purchased a different chowder that we haven't had from Spoonful of Comfort. Um, But I didn't even think of it because we suck at representing ourselves.
0: (laughs) Which we don't recommend you follow our lead there.
1: So No. Do what we do for our other guests and honor them. Honor yourself like you honor your guests because we clearly don't do that. Um, But first off, I wanna say thank you so much for Spoonful of Comfort for all of the amazing soup that we have sent um, in the last 21 episodes. Actually, no, a couple of people didn't get soup because they were out of the country and everybody else absolutely raved and loved and they were so honored with the whole packaging and the ladle and the ribbons and the colors and the inverting of the boxes so that they could keep them for all of eternity. And some people were super upset that they had thrown the boxes away or recycled them and didn't realize that you could invert them. <laughs> so Spoonful of Comfort was just absolutely a, a dream to work with. Um, and we couldn't have provided our guests with a better experience than them. So thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. And to think
0: that for 19 soups that were sent in a row, everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. That's, that speaks volumes to their quality and consistency of quality. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. I, I honestly am. I'm so happy you had found them when you did. And that we were able to, you know, have them essentially help us with our theme and provide that extra sense of love that we wanted to show our guests.
1: Yes. Yes. And there was only, there was only one person who had a hiccup with their soup where like When they opened it up, I think some soup had fallen out or whatnot, and Spoonful of Comfort went above and beyond, and resending them a new one, and doing all of the things. So, that is a phenomenal track record. Like, when you get five stars, and something accidentally happened to one, but you immediately remedied that, cannot speak highly enough of them. So, we honor you. And we would send you guys soup! from yourselves, but you probably have your own soup all the time anyway, so we will not do that. (laughs) So let's go through, I mean, 21 episodes is a lot of episodes. So let's try to do this in an expeditious manner. But I actually want to go through all of our episodes and honor all of our guests and speak a little bit about them and what they've been up to um, since they've been on our episode. And I also want you to drop the nuggets and the information that you remember from our discussion with them. So the very first episode one drop was with the gorgeous Elaine Fluker. And that was titled Get Over I Got It with Elaine Fluker. And that was episode one and it was dropped on January. It hasn't really been, I can't believe it's been
0: that long now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that we've done that. And Elaine, oh my gosh, um, I think she was the perfect guest to have as our first guest. Um, Again, Elaine always feels like home. Um, She, her personality, I mean, we were, granted with all our guests, it's always the same thing, but we were cracking up from the beginning. Um, And just her vibe, I think it was the perfect start because she really does represent that unity with women and helping each other. And so I think that she really set that tone for what we want to represent with everything we do and what we believe in. So I I know I thoroughly enjoyed that interview and I was just left like gushing over her afterwards.
1: She is the epitome of, and her whole brand is support is sexy and she just epitomizes that she just exudes it and she is so supportive in everything that she does and everybody that she engages with and that's why it's just such an honor to be supportive of her Um, and she is also the reason why I am in the podcasting industry and why this podcast essentially exists because without me joining her group all of this wouldn't have fallen into place the, the way that it did. And she has a new book out and it's get over. I got it. And I have a copy. Um, I'm going to hunt her down. I think she's going to be in. I thought, I think I saw that she was going to be in Martha's Vineyard soon. Um, So I'm going to hunt her down and make her sign it for me. And I'm going to make her say nice things. And then I'm going to post it all over social media. So I am just tickled freaking pink to see where she goes in the future and just be in contact with her and follow her. I love you, Elaine. You're the bomb.com.
0: No, truly.
1: The second one was your BFF. You're a homie. You're a home girl.
0: Jordan Duffy. Yes, Jordan. I absolutely love Jordan. Um, Not just because she's my best friend. I mean, that's a given, but um, she is to me such a pioneer of, uh, of a person and a woman, she really, she works so hard at what she does um, and to be really good at what she does. And for her to have like, you know, I think it was a huge accomplishment when she was first, the first engineer, female engineer at um, Earwolf when she started, which was a big deal because to think that at that point there still had not been a female engineer, and a company it was crazy. But she—they've now since hired so many more because of it. But I think between just her, her expertise, her like attention to detail in what she does, and I know that she's helped us um, immensely as well with just like tips and you know, kind of getting us through this process from a different level. You know what I mean? Where she works with it's a full-blown network it's, it's huge so it's it's amazing she is incredible she's super funny super sarcastic I feel like that's who I surround myself with in general um and no I was extremely happy to have her and I was happy that that was the first time you guys had actually like met in general and it went off so well so
1: I'm sure Jordan rues the day that we actually had that conversation because she has become my go-to regarding anything sound engineering and she's probably like this bitch just won't leave me alone now. <laughs> I slide no, into her DMs you, for so many things. And and like you said, she's so smart and she's so amazing and she's and she's able to articulate and show you how she does her craft in such a way that it is because audio engineering can be very overwhelming. There's so many different kind of like logistics to it. And for her to present it in such a way that the most novel person can understand and learn is truly a gift that she has. And she does it, like you said, with such a great sense of humor and such a great light. Yeah. She's just, she's just a freaking, she's the best. Like I will never stop stalking Jordan. So she can get a restraining order all she wants. I'm cool with it. (laughs) And I'm trying really hard to get her to move back to the East coast so that we can all build something together because I just, I just love everything that she does.
0: No, she is incredible and i know we've even myself i'm like i don't sit there everyone's working remotely let's try and get you over here mm-hmm. like ah. but mm-hmm. i also know i mean it's hard to compete with la weather yeah i mean, I mean our air quality may be better but <laughs> smog over snow
1: like come on <laughs> at least you can inhale with snow The third person that we had on is Nikita Burkshale, and she truly is Journey Black Girl Magic. She is a podcast producer. She has her own podcast. She, I think, has 20 clients right now alone on her roster um, of podcasts that she's producing. And she's just like my accountability partner. She's the person that I go to with podcast production questions. And I'm like, does this? does this seem right to you? (laughs) How would you handle this? And I'm just so excited that she agreed to be on and that she was like one of the first three because she has helped me so much in, in this Black girl journey. So what were like the tips and nuggets that you got from our conversation with Nikita?
0: Well, in general, I love just her approach clients and how she kind of truly coaches them you know what I mean her approach to really guiding them and helping them understand and hear like find their own voice within their podcast um I thought that that was incredible you know what I mean to help them realize how important they are and because we've seen it plenty of times when a client starts a new podcast they start to freak out you know what I mean they're they're kind of like you know, maybe no one's gonna listen and just how she kind of guides them into feeling like, you know, your voice makes the difference, even if it's just with one person. And if you focus on that, rather than like numbers in general or overall, um, you'll end up reaching the right people and you'll grow from there if you just focus on those things. But I, it was honestly a blessing to um, finally have met Nikita because I know that for the longest time, I'd known about her uh, through you because you talked so much about her, but then we had never actually met. So once we did, it was, it was awesome kind of connecting with her and, you know, keeping that, um, that connection, even after the, the podcast.
1: And she is so mellow. She's so chill. Like she is like, like, Tea, like cool tea, not cold tea, but like when tea has cooled down and it's like the perfect temperature and you just sip it and you just feel warm. Like that's Nikita's personality, is why I'm like, how are you just so chill all the time? (laughs) And even her riled up is not even riled up. And I'm like, damn. You tickle me because you're mad, but you're still like the chillest person that I know. It's bizarre. (laughs) I love Nagita. The fourth person that we got to talk to is Abby Desjardins. And she, as you know, was one of our clients for things that keep us up at night. And her podcast episode was called By Keeping Us Tired, They Keep Us Small. And I be loving some Abby because she is one of the wokest white women that I have ever met. And her journey into understanding how sleep deprivation keeps us controlled by the masses, and how women feel that they have to do all of the things, including depriving themselves of sleep so that they could get all of these these things done she just, her whole essence just sets us up to remind us as women that we are humans first and we have to take care of our physicality before we can take care of anybody else. And incorporated in that is good quality, restful sleep. And in an in Instagram that I just saw that she, that she had posted, actually, I think it was like today or yesterday, and it was like your bed should either be used for sleep or sex. That's it. Nothing else. And I was like, goddamn. Abby, I've been be playing games in my bed. I've been watching TV in my bed. <laughs> and every time I'm like, Abby's just the perfect reminder of sleep and the in the importance of your mental health and your physical health and your overall well-being.
0: No, honestly. And if I could replay that episode in my life constantly, I would. Because, A, I felt very seen and exposed in that episode. Because I want to say that in that moment, I, had, I was really struggling. Um, that Even that night before, the, um, before we recorded, I was struggling with the idea of, I'm like, okay, I... A woman... I feel like to compete in this industry in general, I have to be working 24/7. If I'm not working 20, then I'm behind. And how as a woman am I supposed to choose that? And, and, And struggling with the idea of choosing that over kids or choose how to how do I balance all of these things? And I remember very specifically her just mentioning how it's okay. Having, being proud that like I work 20, 24 seven and that I never get any sleep is awful. That should be the last thing that you're bragging. You should be bragging about how much sleep you were able to actually get and what a difference it makes. And, I, and, and basically prioritizing yourself and your life because when you do, I, I want to say it was specifically she, specifically she said, when you're starting a business, you think, okay, I'm going to work those 16-hour days so that then later in a couple of years, I'm able to work four or five-hour days instead. And she was like, no, what you do now sets the tone for what you're going to continue to do in the future. And I really was like, oh, I was like, "I, I get that. And I mean, although it's very difficult to do, I think it's something we should consistently try to strive for because we really can lose ourselves in work and we really do forget why we're doing this to begin with, which is to spend more time with our families, which is to reduce the amount of stress we have. And it's sometimes it's like you end up doing the complete opposite when you start a business and you're you're working everything up. And so I honestly, that felt, that episode, I just felt seen and exposed. And I know you did as well.
1: And it's so funny because after we get done with every episode, you're like, damn, how are they all up in our business? Or you're like, This episode was right on time. Like, are they watching us?
0: (laughs) Truly, like, I feel like this is a sign. Every time, whenever I'm dealing with something in life, a guest we have speaks on them like, yo. I'm like, I'm like, God is speaking to me right now through each guest we have. Like, if you're not going to listen to me, maybe you'll listen to these incredible women.
1: The universal connection is wild. Which leads us to episode five, Terry Lomax. Ah, oh, in all of her wisdom and her gems and I love me some Terry Lomax. Not only was she a client of crackers and soup, but she is the most sweetest professional who exudes her brand. Like Terry Lomax is her name, but she is a whole brand. And The fact that she was a client before we went solely podcast and the information that she provided to me as she was a client is what helped us be organized when we transitioned to fully podcast clients only. And I am just indebted to her for that. Because of her expertise and because of her experience, working for her, actually, I should have been paying her because she taught me way more than I was able to assist her. (laughs) And she is always talking about learning lessons. And that's one of the things that we try to carry throughout our day. Like after I get done bitching and then we're like, oh, well, this was a learning lesson. (laughs) So what is the some of the tidbits that you took from Terry?
0: Well, Terry, overall, Terry is a dream. And I remember you and I talking about the fact that she is our ideal client. And she is the type of client, like when you kind of, when you end up building kind of an avatar, she is that. Um, work ethic, her intelligence, her drive, just everything, it, she, it's just so on par. Um, and like you said, is the brand in itself. Like she does so well at like prioritizing things. And then once she became a mom, that excited so much for her that I couldn't think of anyone who deserved this sweet, cute little baby girl um, the way she does. And then on top of that as well, just she is someone who's been so open about her journey from the beginning. Um, and everything she's gone through. So I think she's an incredible just role model and example for so many young women, especially women of color, um, and what they can strive for. And she, she exudes that. And she exudes all of that with grace and sweetness. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing I love so much about her is I don't think I've ever, ever once in my life since I met her thought, like, no, like, I get so excited anytime I go to talk to her. Anytime I get a message, I'm like so quick to respond. I get so excited about just like her life. And she, I tell you the girl, the girl just has done no wrong, truly has done no wrong.
1: And her podcast, Cultivating Her Space with Dr. Dom runs the gamut of topics and understanding of Black women just in their everyday life. And they talk about things from polygamous relationships on uh, the way to, as you stated, her her journey to having baby or her her daughter and Dr. Dom's experience as a therapist and with therapy. So yeah, it's it's just like it's just like and a even whole... her book
0: too. Yes, and her book. I loved book. her book. I thought she did such a great job with it.
1: That offered not only tips and tricks, but also it was like a book and a journal and a organization tool, like all wrapped up into one with actionable tools to help you get to where you want to be. She's just, she's just so fly. And speaking of the fly girls, I don't even know. Are we on number six? Is that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I lose track after five. (laughs) The fly girls. Yana and Tarion, the cousins, they're legit cousins. I swear they're our cousins, fight me and tell me I'm wrong. These are our boo things. These are our counterparts. They so graciously accepted when I begged them to be a part of our marketing team and crackers and soup because they're so extravagant. And not only their podcast melanated conversations, but also how they market themselves and all that they do for the Black women community. And every time we have a meeting with them, albeit we're doing a podcast episode or when we're just talking strategy or we're just talking client meeting, my cheeks are burning for a hot hour and a half afterwards from laughing, like...
0: And crying, laughing, (sighs) like... No, honestly, I think um, Yana is such a ball of life and Taryn is just butter smooth, cool and funny. I I just, I honestly, I have never met someone for the first time and then just felt family. Like felt like we had known each other forever. Um, I adore those women. They are so smart. Everything that they've done with their podcast. And what they're building from it, and what they're currently achieving, I believe was, um, uh, was it Princeton that they were. Um, what school was it that is basically reviewing their podcast as like an example of of marketing and things that they're doing in like the um, the community? So I like I am in awe of them and everything that they do, um, as well as who they are as women you know what I mean, what they represent and they represent it so wholesomely at the same time and just strictly being themselves. In their podcast, if you have not listened to Melanated Conversations, you absolutely need to.
1: It's wild because I swear, everything that they touch, they have the Midas touch. Everything that they touch turns to gold. But it's because they're so authentic in their mission. They live, breathe, breathe and drip melanated conversations, and what that means, and and what that represents, and Black women being heard. And they, like you said, yo, they're just so cool, and so funny, and I, every time I see them get a new opportunity, I just, like, champion them on, because they deserve every scrap of it. And episode seven was the first episode that I did not have you with me, but I spoke to my sister friend, Kimberly Sumter, who is another reason why I got into this podcasting industry. She actually gave me my first break to work on her podcast and write her show notes that I am forever grateful for. And we talked about the impact of having core podcast people and why it's so important to be able to go to those people and bounce ideas off of, and have those podcast conversations. Because people don't realize unless you're in the industry, how podcasting can overtake your life. And Kim is just like, not only do we have these conversations about podcasts, but we have conversations about life. And she's so gracious about giving advice. She's so gracious about receiving advice and she ha- she also creates candles and she creates candles for podcasters which is just dope as hell and she was on um Nate Burkus's like list of people that you have to purchase from which I was like you're on Oprah's Nate what like Nate Burkus knows your name i can't i can't with you <laughs> she's just so freaking rad and her podcast is called sisters connect and it's truly just women talking about their experiences and their stories and how they got from point a to point b like it's so inspirational and it's so well done and it's so well edited and there's not a whole lot of fluff there's just a whole lot of inspiration
0: No, kimberly is incredible i didn't get a chance to be on that um episode but I got to meet Kimberly um, a few months afterwards and she's, she's amazing. I love everything that she represents. Um, I think that the demographic she targets um, is so important because I think people forget about, you know, when they, when they often think about like women of color, they think about younger women of color and she really liked this on like a slightly older demographic and I think that's so important. Because you really do need to uplift the women who've been through the most trauma. You know what I mean? They're the ones who've really had it tough. And so the fact that she's able to sort of target them and really have that, like, that feeling of sisterhood it is so important. So, no, I, um, I was really blessed and excited to have met um, Kimberly. And I know our next episode was with. Um, Wendy and Beth from the podcast fruit loop and I know I it was just balls balls and balls of, of tears of laughter um, that whole entire episode I think that their concept for their podcast is amazing which specifically is talking about murderers like people who, have, um, like serial killers of color, which more than just white men. So, how did you feel um, about having Wendy and Beth on, on Tedding Over Chowder? I
1: think that that is the episode with the least amount of dialogue because there was just pure gaffaring. Like, I don't know if I have wheezed so much. In any audio that I have done, and that includes like being interviewed for other podcast shows, being on panels and platforms, because Wendy and Beth are just freaking hysterical. And with the super heavy information that they convey in their podcast, as as you had said, Fruit Loops, uh, Serial Killers of Color, they still bring... I don't want to say entertainment, but they they do. They bring entertainment. like And they bring information, all while honoring and respecting the victims who met their end from these, these individuals. And I love that they champion, honor, and say the victims' names. I love that they tell the background of the people who were convicted of these crimes. So not only does it put humanity for the victims, but they also show a piece of humanity in the murderer because it gives you a reminder that at one point, this person who did these heinous crimes was a child. They were a teenager. They were a young adult. So what happened in their history and their background that Mm -hmm. these are this is the path that, that they chose to take and them coming on and talking to us about why they decided to do this podcast and how, why they decided to do this podcast and the beautiful way in which they relay this information was just such a treat and a joy. And I had spoken to them a, a couple of times beforehand, but it truly got to know them more during this episode. And I, the fact that they are moving so high up on the true true crimes charts just tickles me pink. I am so giddy to see their name every time they're in like the top three. Like, I can't wait till I get to the top one. I'm going to be like, those are our booze, Those are booze."
0: <laughs> no, and on top of that too, I, the amount of work that goes into a true crime podcast because it's so much research as we learned with- um, a different guess that we have is just the amount of work So you know that these women have really dedicated time to to research this and be able to represent this accurately um and make their informed opinions you know what i mean very factual for the most part and then at the same time like you said still honor the victims and um do it in such a respectful manner truly everything that they do they they well deserve that um, spot and getting up there because the amount of work and how eloquently they managed to put everything together is amazing.
1: Our next episode was with Danielle Desir and she is truly a thought leader in the podcasting industry. She created women of color podcast group and membership. She has gone above and beyond to ensure that women of color podcasters have their voices heard as well as provide resources. Like the amount of resources that this woman provides on a regular basis is wild to me. I am like, woman, where do you find the time? I need you to write me my own itinerary for the day because the amount of stuff that she gets done in one day and she travels and she vacations... I'm just in awe of her. Every time I talk to Danielle, I'm like, goddamn, you, you are a
0: queen. And honestly, what she's done with her platform is what honestly amazes me. The fact that she's opened up women of color podcasters and given so many women this opportunity, because even we've been reached um, out to from huge network companies that Otherwise, probably would have never found us if it wasn't for women of color podcasters. And not only that, but she champions every person, every company, every woman that is on there. She's like, have you applied to this scholarship? Have you applied to this opportunity? If not, why? Like, get on this. She's just, she truly cares about each and every one of her members. And that's what I find so admirable. It's not just like, oh, you're a number, like, here, take... Uh, like I'm gonna take your money and then no, like she dedicates so much time and cares to make sure that you're actually getting everything out of this membership and um, every opportunity if, you, you are, if you're added to her directory, She honestly, like I was just mind blown when I met her and like just saw everything she did. I was like, God, Rob, I'm like, that's amazing. And to feel like so wholeheartedly like wanting to do this for people you know what I mean it's it's not just about money as much as money is a motivator but like for her it's like wholeheartedly she's like I want to help out this community like I want people to have the opportunities I'm here as a guide to find them and which is amazing itself I don't even know how she finds the things that she finds but she's in awe of her
1: (laughs) and she makes herself so available and so accessible just regularly and I love her because she has she has this boundary email that she sets up that she says I'll respond to you within 48 hours I don't think it's ever taken her 48 hours to respond like it's always if it's not that day it's the next day like she she I I just she leaves me breathless she leaves me speechless she leaves me worth wordless and I'm just so honored that we get to be in her circle. Genuinely. And next we have Cassandra Dunbar and she was episode nine and she is, so if you could have like an angel and human form, that would be Cassandra Dunbar. She's so chill and she's so like sis. Get your mental health right, sis. Go talk to your therapist. Like, <laughs> and she's she's so honest and, and vulnerable. Like, oh my god, I love our conference. Every time I speak with Cassandra, I'm like,
0: I love you. you no, know, and on top of that, I I honestly feel like everything that she gives, like gives to her audience is straight from her experiences and from what she's been through and how well she's sort of turned that into a learning lesson in her life and advocating for the women, for other women in general and just being like it truly in her podcast. is It's honestly, I love just listening to her podcast sort of just her social posts everything I genuinely genuinely enjoy and almost like constantly I'm sure Cassandra you've seen like like just like my spamming of likes half the time so but no she's incredible I was honored to have her on um and get to talk to her and like you said that she gave off that whole vibe where the whole time we were just like all right, this is chill. Yeah, I think it was like a little later in the day too. We were just like, all right. You know, I genuinely enjoyed, I left that conversation because I want to say I entered that recording and I was like, oh, this has been such a long day. And like, I was like, I don't know that I'm hundred percent up to this. And then it completely changed my night. Like I got to fall asleep, just feeling like happy and chill after her conversation. It it was amazing. She really just gives off that vibe.
1: And for those who don't know or haven't listened to that episode yet, her podcast is Be Well Sis and it truly is a whole mood. And even even looking at her like her skin is buttery smooth and like her voice is just rich and velvet. And I'm like, girl, Mm, If I could be as polished, (laughs) I never will be, but I strive to be. Cassandra Dunbar, I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) So our next episode was Angie Jordan, and she puts the live in alive. She is all energy, all information, all I give zero fucks. I am who I am, I do what I do, and this is what works for me. And this is how I help my clients and I adore Angie, I, we got an opportunity to collaborate and work together and she is just a whole experience. She's beyond a mood. She's an experience. What gems did you drop from, did, did you take and pick up from Angie?
0: Now, in general, if I could just get like a quarter of the energy that she has, I feel like I'd be set for life. Um, no, but honestly, I think it's her shameless approach to things. Um, I love her directness. I, I think that she, she's so much about just like doing what you love and then like not giving a fuck about what anyone else says you know what I mean? And just, just going out there and doing it. Um, I think that she coaches her clients the same way in getting them to like break out of their own shell, you know what I mean? Stop overthinking everything, which I know I'm extremely guilty of. So, you know, honestly, I like, I wish I could just take little bits of her, like her energy, her shamelessness, and like apply it to my life. And that, that's something genuinely that I need to do, but I she is just like like a ball of fire and just lights you up and like gets you going and reminds you like, all right, like I can do this. I got this. Like just everything about her um, exudes life. Like you were saying, she truly puts like the live and alive.
1: And she also has this beautiful knack to see what's going to be Coming down the pike in the terms of podcasting, like we're, I feel like I'm. No matter what it is in technology, I feel like I'm always behind the eight ball, and I'm so excited that we have Angie in our life personally because I feel like that she's always the on the forefront of what's going to be the next big thing, and she's always willing to like share that information as well. So she's just. She's just like the cool cousin that you'd be like getting drunk with and going to the clubs with and like hot boxing. But she's professional as shit too. And you're like, what? How how do these two even combine to create one dope ass person? The next woman that we spoke with was Tasha Booth. And I had been sweating Tasha for years. I wasn't ashamed to say it. I sang her a song. I sang her a hype song. And she has her own agency. She's a coach. She's a podcaster. She is CEO and founder of The Launch Guide. And she is just so smart. And she has created such a platform and a course that has created businesses for so many other women. And I had asked her, do you you like realize how many people and businesses you founded because of this? And she was like, oh, I I never really thought of that. And it's so true. Like she has changed the trajectory of so many women's lives because of the information that she shares. And she shares, in addition to that, that she has... ADD and ADHD. So giving women, especially in my age demographic, like early 40s, the permission to do this, even if you have adult onset, differently abled abilities, is just such a gift. And just speaking to her is a gift. And she talked about all of the musicals that she loves and you're a musical boff and I'm a musical boff. So just
0: that and alone geeked me out. <laughs> no, as a theater kid, I was like, I honestly feel like, like if I had met Tasha in college, I was like, she probably would have been one of my new best friends. Um, I, I enjoyed her so much. She, her knowledge, know what i mean and like you said gatekeeping is real and the fact that she gives not only for free but as well in her courses because her courses are just like that extra hand holding you know what i mean that you might need um but she she just provides so much knowledge and like you said too i'm now at a point in life where i'm questioning like do i have add or adhd Um, so and the fact that like you said the things that she does to kind of handle that. I'm like, that's brilliant. I'm like, I never thought of that. I'm like that, that I think that that would work for me. I'm like, I should try it. Her just so much that she just provides. And I I enjoyed that episode so much. And like you said, laughing about uh, TikTok and like uh, musicals, everything, she was a blast. And honestly, like I said, Tasha, I'm probably going to continue to harass you, but I, I really am like, well, we should just be friends. Like, that should just be a thing.
1: The next person that we had on was Jessica Yanas Perez, and she is the podcast host of mine in Cheese Bay. And she is such a trip. So, she is the first person that we had on that I had never interacted with previously. And how I had found Jessica was. I found her podcast and I slipped in her DM and I was like, I love everything that you're doing. And it was such a treat to talk to her because I do listen to her podcast. So seeing her transition from where she was in episode one to where she is now was just such an honor to talk to her about that. We talked about racism we talked about our curly crazy hair we talked about wine of course we talked about what exactly was cheese may like <laughs> and i'm so bummed that you didn't get to be in on this conversation because you were so funny when you
0: were like her podcast is called wine and cheese may <gasps> i love that name <laughs> i was like that was brilliant i'm like if i could have come up with something on my own i was like that was brilliant and she honestly she's such a bubbly person and I love following her on social media and seeing everything she's doing Um, and I agree with you I think her podcast is amazing and she's grown so much so I was really bummed out that I wasn't able to make that recording because she was just I I was like oh I was so looking forward to meeting her and like talking about also being a Latina in the podcasting industry because it's not as, you know, prominent. Um, the as many Latinas doing podcasts. So she, so I I enjoyed that episode and listening back to that episode as well. It we did hit like deep moments and then like hilarious moments. It was great.
1: And I love what you said about her being a Latina in the, in the podcast community, because not only is she taking her podcast, but she has branded it so well. She has t-shirts night. Uh, now she also has, um, every, I think it's like every third Wednesday, she has a wine night. So she has taken wine and cheese, May and totally branded it to create like this amazing, fun company where you're not, and for those who don't know, Cheese May is gossip. So it's like wine and Cheese May, you're, you're telling your own gossip about yourself on on her podcast. So you're just drinking wine and you're shooting the shit, which is my favorite type of podcast to listen to because it truly makes you feel like that you're invited to the table. The next is the amazing Historical my home girl Sasha Huff. Who this woman has so much talent. She is a radio personality. She is she does voiceover. She's done commercials. She does podcast producing. She is an artist. Like a paint true canvas. Legit artist, like she is a walking muse of art and creativity,
0: and she's fucking hysterical. <laughs> no, truly hysterical. I, I, I don't think I have laughed as much as I do around her. Like I feel like any time we do anything with her, you're guaranteed to die laughing. You are guaranteed to. But not only that, I think as for as funny as she is I love how vulnerable she can be and that's the thing that I think is so authentic about her and makes you want to be friends with her like oh, I need to get to know this girl because she's very transparent about her life even to sometimes uh, a detriment of you know those that she loves that are around her that you know would probably hope that you know, she wouldn't be, but sometimes it's, it's really important to realize and say to the people around you sometimes like, Hey, I know how much this would have helped me if I heard that someone else was going through it. And the fact that she's able to do that in her podcast, so authentically, um, so genuinely and let others finally relate and feel like they're not alone in something is incredible. And like fuse that together, like you said, with talents that she has the fact that this woman isn't like crazy up there right now, it, it amazes me. Even her coolness
1: about like how she got with her husband to her coolness of all of the famous people that she met when in her radio days, to her coolness of why she left the radio station. Like she's just, a walking encyclopedia of awesome stories combined with all of this expert knowledge combined with artist shit. Like, I just can't wear her. I can't, I can't. She's she's forever gonna be one of my peoples whether she wants to or not. So whatever, Sasha, get over it. <laughs> the next person that we had on, I freaking love her. I could listen to her talk for a good month without ever getting tired of hearing her speak pauline Moore. she is a radio and true crime producer she is also she also has a podcast called being a dairy girl which is based on the netflix show dairy girls which i called it working but i had to binge the entire show of dairy girls like season one and season two I was like I'm working I have to get myself prepared for this episode so clearly the 12 hours that I sat in front of the television was for business reasons so hashtag don't judge me
0: no truly I thought that she was a dream to have on the knowledge that she dropped and everything that we discovered with her I think one of um, the biggest takeaways I got, and I, I never thought of this is where she mentioned how um, someone that she had spoken to had said that they record their podcasts in a manner as to like someone who was like blind or whatever could basically almost see everything that they were talking about. And I was like, I had never thought of that before. I'd never thought of that perspective so I thought that was amazing. And then she's also who we learned the insane amounts of research that go in to any kind of true crime or um, a sort of podcast in general or any kind of true crime work. She, she was amazing. And also her Irish accent. I could, you know, listen to that for days. And really. it
1: like I was so intrigued with how they do things in regards to podcasts across the pond when she was saying how the producer is actually the boss and the host actually essentially works for the producer. So the producer is saying, you you need to do this again. They need to do it again, which I was so intrigued with that concept because it's kind of like the reverse in the United States, at least from the people that I've interacted with and I've engaged with. Um, So having that conversation, everything that she said, every, everything that she dropped was just, Magical from her lamb stew recipe <laughs> and the fact that we were able to record it on St. Patrick's Day to the fact that her experience working with BBC to her experience working with her co hosts in the dairy girls and all that they bring to the show, like every single time she spoke, I was just in like I don't think we made one utterance when she was speaking because we were just so intrigued and enthralled in all of the gems that she was dropping. Like we were in that conversation.
0: <laughs> Truly. I, I honestly, I, and not only that, but to, to think that someone of her caliber was so willing to do the show and, and drop so much information. I was, amazing. mean, honestly, I, I've become quite a fan of.
1: So the next person that we had on was Robin Kinney. And I love everything that Robin is doing. Like I, I, and I've told her I want to be Robin when I grow up, I was totally stalking her before she even knew that my name was even a thing. And the fact that she came on and spoke to us about communication and women leading women and, what production means to her and the fact that she has a, an entire studio and she is working on having another studio and her introducing audio engineering to voc tech kids that are in voc tech schools and giving people opportunities to work for her studio like she is just so cool she is doing shit in detroit and the fact that she's expanding, I loved our
0: conversation. She was incredible. Um, I didn't know how much she was really like involved in the community and everything that she did. Um, I thought that that was amazing. I, I honestly, I think for someone to kind of pioneer that type of program and bring so many opportunities for people in a community that otherwise wouldn't have seen this as possible, um, that alone is just incredible, and I give I give her so many props for that and um, and sort of her growth and what she wants to do next. I think is amazing.
1: Our next episode was with Summer Burnley, and Summer has my heart all the livelong day. We kiki it up for we're like, okay, we're just gonna schedule a 30-minute conversation. Three hours later, like we're like, we have to get off, we have work to do. I could talk to her for days. And I love her part. She, she well, she's one of our clients and she's one of our friends. And she does all of our trademarking. We do all of her podcasting stuff. Her podcast is called The Lurk Lounge, and it's all about the secret conversations that entrepreneurs really have that isn't all fuzzy slippers and happy days and rainbows. And I I love her concept. I love who she is as a person. I love her business expertise and her Esquire expertise as a trademark attorney. And I couldn't imagine anybody else doing all of our our trademark business stuff. She explains things so eloquently and so easily to a layman person. And I like this episode, I actually got emails from attorneys and they were like, this is my favorite episode. This was my favorite episode.
0: (laughs) I agree. I think the advice that she provides because I think women who start a business there's so many things you don't think of. And then not only that, but sometimes they think, oh, well, I'm not big enough to so need to trademark myself. Or, and it's like, no, this is when you really do, you need to do it from the beginning and invest that because nothing hurts more than you building something and someone taking that from you. You know what I mean? Just because you didn't protect yourself. So it's, she, the amount of information she provides just on her social media posts alone, is so important um, and then once you have her, like once you're a client of hers, forget it. I mean, she, she treats you like gold. She, the amount of guidance you get and like assurance you feel afterwards, we're like, oh, we're protected. We have all of this. Like, I mean, we, we know that we, um, we had run into an incident ourselves and to know that she was on top of that, like just, it, it felt amazing and like you said talking to her it's like talking summer we she's a client of ours and I've had a few conversations with her but not to the extent that you have but it still felt like I was talking to a sister of mine like a really really good friend so she she's just easy to be around to talk to to absorb all of her knowledge just from being around her is you know amazing in itself but I I truly I adore summer and our
1: next person was Altamise Nicole is she another one we just had the opportunity to talk to such amazing people and it sounds so repetitive but they truly are just dope as shit like and they have so much knowledge that they shared with us And Altamis being in public relations, and the importance of nurturing and building and retaining relationships, not only in just business per se, but in a podcast, it was like, oh, the information that she provided was gold. And it's ironic because right after we had this conversation, I did not heed Altamise's advice. I let myself get carried away with some commentary and there was a little back and forth and we got a negative review on chatting over Chowder because of it. And I was like, goddamn, if I had only paid attention (laughs) to all of the gems that Altamise was dropping and if I had picked them up and put them in my pocket, I would have not had to send you a text message at 9.30 saying, hey, this was my fault. I'm sorry that I'm sucking you into my crazy. <laughs> so, if you haven't listened to this episode, go back and listen to it and take copious notes and follow Altamisa's advice.
0: No, honestly, I think people forget the importance of public relations. And I love how she mentioned um, essentially what's in the internet is kind of forever. So, when you do public relations, you do things in order to kind of remove or put those things further down the Google list so that, uh, it, you know, they don't affect you as badly. But definitely where she was talking about like a comment she had made on uh, about like a complaint from a financial um, uh, company and how when she Googled herself, that was the first thing that would come up. And think, is that really how you wanna be known? So A, it reminds you to kind of pause, pause before you type, you have that ability Um, because you do have to think of how things are traceable and and how things can hurt you later on, Um, especially in this current culture where everyone is very quick to like dive deep into your background and then use it against you or hurt you by trying to hurt your business. So um, I thought everything that she was saying, like truly, like you were saying copious notes, you are going to be taking copious notes. Um, And then you're going to want to go to Altamisa's website and then hire her because she is incredible.
1: She is absolutely on my vision board of retaining her and, and her company and her business. And every... Every time we slip into each other's DMs, it is a chuckle and it is informative all at the same time. So I just like, ah, oh, these people, these women, they're so rad. I can't. Which leads us to Sankita Selvaraja, Mabu, my goddess. I can't with her because if she thinks that I'm hyping her up and I'm truly that, like the whole episode was just a joke where she was like, you need to write like pickup lines, and I'm like, I'm not writing a pickup line. Like I truly am in awe of you, who you are, and all of your information. And she just wants podcasts to be protected in every way, shape, and form. She just wants businesses to be, tech- be protected. She wants women to protect all of their things. And she's not only is she super knowledgeable, but She also is an attorney that buys and sells businesses. So she knows everything that is going to have a financial stake when if you're trying to sell your business or if you're trying to purchase a business. And she's like, set yourself up for success if you want to sell later on instead of trying to scramble when you're in this position of selling your business if if that's something that you're interested in. And not only selling your business, but selling your
0: podcast. So many people are doing that now. The first time I had a meeting with her and the girls in general, and I was like, Bethany, I felt like I was in this room with these immensely, incredibly intelligent women who just exude like power and like ultimate womanhood, like the things that you would want to be in life. And like when someone thinks of like girl power or not girl power, or, like woman power, that like they just exude that. And think is a perfect example of that. She's just badass. Like I'm like, I feel like she's that lawyer that you see on like a TV show that just is on it. That there isn't a single case she doesn't lose. Like that's the kind of like woman she just is and exudes honestly I was in like I'm like her presence was just is amazing and then when you get to know her she is just a fireball of amazingness she's so intelligent she like you said caring at the same time because she really does like all she wants is for businesses to be protected and to do things right with contracts for themselves so I love the pieces of advice that she gave um in making sure that you have contracts whether you have one client or 80 you know what I mean protecting yourself in that way is so important and so I love this little legal aspect that we kind of had going on um because I think it really showed people who like who are like oh this is just a silly podcast I'm just doing it to like you know laughs and and to hang with my girls but it's like it became something more So it's like, you need to protect yourself from the beginning, even if you don't think it's going to be anything that big, because that's usually the ones that end up doing the best.
1: And all of the assets that encompass having a podcast. So you have, you know, buy me a coffee, or you have your Patreon account, or you have like, we have t-shirt swag, like all of that is an asset of your podcast, which has a numerical financial value. So for her to just remind everybody and as you said there are so many people who don't think of these things in the podcasting community and that's why every single woman that we've had on thus far has provided information that i don't think the norm of podcast creators or people who want to get into the podcasting industry are have readily accessible to them so we were just like freaking blessed with making these connections and bribing them with soup to come on and talk to us. Hashtag, I would do it again. So (laughs) The second to last episode of the season was with the beautiful, the intelligent, the, another mad chill, like I don't know where these people get their calmness from, but I just want to like rub them like a gemstone and have it, come into me, but Jacqueline Premier. And she is a copy. I, I call her a literary muse because she takes words and she designs them. And all of a sudden you're signing up and you don't even know what you signed up for, but you just got swept away in her amazing content that you're mandated to give her your
0: credit card information. Truly, she, I, first of all, if, you know how you say, like, there's someone you'd want to be, she is who I want to be, like, when I see her, first of all, anything from her Instagram posts, most people's captions, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, first captivate me, like, I'm like, I need to learn from her, I'm someone who visually, I, like, I take so much pride in being able to read people, and visually create something that represents them. With uh, words tend to be probably something that I I have more trouble with. And to read her copy amazes me. I'm like, I just need to study it. Like, I just need everything she writes, I need to study. And I think what makes it so different from the majority of copywriters is she has to capture your, your audience's voice. She, the questions and the interviews that she has with a client before she does anything and the amount of she does, that is really truly what sets her apart. I I honestly, I'm in awe of her, her essence, her her presence, like you said, the way she talks, just everything about her. I'm like, Jacqueline, you are who I want to be when I grow up, even though I'm a a grown-ass woman already. When I grow up, you are who I want to be.
1: And she makes me laugh too, because I love that she spoke about her avoidance because writing came so naturally to her. So she was like, Well, clearly, this isn't the field that I should be in because this is inherently easy to me. So she's like, So I decided to become a chef. Like, what? (laughs) But then divine intervention led her back to where, like, her heart and her soul and, and, her artistry lay and it is truly in the written word and above that she's just so mad cool like her kids are cool her husband's cool i'm like how do you just drip cool all the damn time i don't understand (laughs) i love her she's gorgeous
0: all these people are gorgeous like that they're on like
1: hashtag good hair don't care
0: (laughs) no i i honestly i mean i'll leave this comment for our wrap up because let's continue on to our next our next guest
1: and final and another one who exudes joy and beauty and cuteness patrina dixon i'm so glad that she was the last person that we spoke to in the season because when you end her episode you just feel good like she just has this ability to bring sunshine on a rainy day and she believes in everything in her being and helping people get their financial literacy right Like, get your money right. (laughs) Like, if you are going to do one thing to help yourself, is to get your money right. And I can see why clients gravitate to her. And my favorite thing that she said was when she was writing her book, "It's Your Money, one of the editors, I'm sorry, I don't want to put words in her mouth. But one of the people said, you shouldn't put your picture on there. Because you're a black female. And she was like, I want my picture on there because I want people who look like me to know I wrote the book. And I love that, especially with the way that financial information, financial literacy and illiteracy have been passed down from people of color or not passed down that makes us have a disadvantage when it comes to finances, that she is like, look, I wrote this, I learned this. I want to share this with people that not only gravitate toward my message, but look like me and know that they can do it too. Like, and she's like, this is how you save up to create, to have a podcast. It's so important. Like get your, get your money right before you want to drop podcasts because podcasts in itself do not make money.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like you said, she was truly a a bubble of joy, just her smile alone. Like everything about her energy, just you feel like you can't have a bad day around her. Um, And on top of that, the fact that she really is aiding people, because I I think the biggest struggle our community honestly can have is finances. Um, Once you are able to remove the stress of finances in your life, you're able to really focus on, so many other things, you know what I mean? So to have people who, like, you know, my parents and, you know, my parents' parents, they didn't understand finances and didn't bring that along, especially once you moved to this country. Um, so it, it, it's such a different structure. And to really have someone who looks like you, who represents your community, be like, I know the struggles we had and our ancestors had, like, I can help guide you out of that there. It is absolutely possible to get out of that. And it's both mind as well as like mindset, as well as it is, you know, structure. So it's, it's incredible what she's done. And I'm, I was so excited to have her and I was blessed, especially at the end of that episode, I left with such a smile and just like, like, all right, I need to follow her on social media. I need to see what she's all about because she, she really is. She's such a warm soul and brings so much light into your life. So I feel like with her, it's so much more about more than just finances. She really does help you get your mindset right, get everything together. And I honestly, I'm so blessed at the incredible women we've been able to bring to the show. And, and Bethany, you've you know, all of these had started with connections you had had. And I'm so grateful because honestly, I felt like every single episode that we recorded, I left with something like truly something that fulfilled my life in that moment. And like I said to you every time, I was like, yo, each one of these always hits something that's happening in my life. And you would think like within 20 episodes, how is that possible? But it genuinely was. And I left just being like, I feel so empowered. If these women can do this and help out other women, like I can do these things too. And I, I genuinely hope our listeners got some of that as well because I I'm I've just been so excited for the women we've been able to record in season one and then the ones that we have already coming in season two. Like our
1: episodes truly slap. And This is something that I haven't shared with anybody else but besides you, but we have 1100 downloads from season one alone, which truly shows and reflects the caliber of women that we have had on the connection that they're giving to our listeners, the gems that they're giving to our listeners. And I have to thank you for not only being willing to have and ride in this roller coaster with me, but being willing to offer your amazing questions, your amazing input, being able to see where my blind spots are, and being the ying to my yang. And even though I have done a couple of episodes without you because of circumstances when that happens it always feels like a little piece of me is missing i adore your commentary i adore your willingness to record with me at crazy times during the day or at the night because we have to accommodate our guests <laughs> and you're so you're so gracious and someone had written in in the reviews they were like Bethany brings the crazy and Sherrileine brings the sane or, or something to that extent. And I was like, oh my God, this is so true. So it's not only <laughs> something that I feel, but it's absolutely something that our listeners feel as well. And I could do this without you. I just wouldn't want to. So
0: thank you. See, And I feel like I couldn't, I genuinely, I, I appreciate you more than you know, because I feel like you're just everything you exude Bethany you exude so much love and you honestly are such a presence and I don't know that you know that because you draw so many people you've drawn all these incredible women to you because of who you are as a person and I don't think there's a single one of these women that would have come on and done this if they weren't like I love this bitch. This bitch is amazing. Cause you really are, you bring so much joy to people's lives and you really empower them more than anything else. And I remember when we started, before we even started this business, when you had the idea of like, you know, this is what I want to take things to at some point. You were like, more than anything, you were like, I love connecting women with other incredible women. And you've done this on such a larger scale than you even thought you could. You know what I mean? Where you've literally connected all these incredible women through this podcast. And the fact that you've been able to do that so eloquently and then still implement your business because you have, you've done it in such a special way where you've made all of these women feel very special and unique in themselves with what you provide because one thing i love when our guests come on and they're like i have never had a podcast give me such a beautiful gift that was all it was all from your brain and you being like i want these women to feel special you're like i want to show them how appreciative i am that they're coming on and they're dropping all this knowledge to my listeners so you everything you've built everything you've created and everything you're going to continue to create. I'm so proud of it. I'm so appreciative of it. And being with you both in Crackers and Soup and chatting over chowder, I love you so much.
1: I love you. And I'm so excited that you brought up (laughs) season two because, yo, we've already recorded the bangers. We have people who are like novelists who have this monster following reaching out to us saying, I listened to your podcast, I love your concept. How do I come on? So I can't even imagine season two. I will never say this season is better than this season or this season is better than this season. And I will never be able to choose what guest was my favorite because I feel like my questioning and my interviewing skills have gotten better. But the caliber of people that we've had on have all been a hundred percent, and they'll continue to be a hundred percent. So I think that with each season that we do, it's not going to be better. It's going to be a different experience. And I know with season two, we're trying to we're trying to showcase people who have different podcasts, like podcasts that specialize in speaking about cookbooks, and creating recipes from those cookbooks and we have interviewed a woman who has an audio deficiency and she is producing podcasts. So I think that for season two, it'll be different in that aspect, but it's still going to be the same homegirl conversation, feeling that we bring to the table and I hope our listeners stay tuned. I hope that they continue to connect with us in the interim while we take a well-deserved, much needed break for June and July of 2021. um, We are actually going to be dropping our favorite episodes from, from some of our guests podcasts, which is going to be so cool. We've gotten permission from them. We've gotten permission, permission from Yana and Tyrion to drop an episode of Melanated Conversation. We've got permission from Danielle Desir to drop an episode of The Thought Card and so many others. And a little bit of the introduction that I will be saying before the episode begins is why I chose this episode and why I liked this episode. Um, And it'll give our opportunities to go and listen to our guests' podcasts. And the knowledge that they have to drop and hopefully they carry on to subscribe and follow to their podcast as well as to ours. So we have so many amazing things building up in the future. We have you covered for June and July when we're not going to be dropping new episodes. We are super excited to start off in August with season two and We also have our T-shirts, our Chatting Over Chowder T-shirts, and it's in our show notes. And you can get your own Bisque Please T-shirt. People are already rocking it. Like, I have this up-and-coming rapper, and she's rocking our T-shirts, and people are like, where'd you get that? Bisque Please, that's so cute. So don't miss us too much. We're just around the corner to dropping new episodes, but if you do... Purchase from Spoonful of Comfort, get 15% off by using crackers and soup. Go purchase our t-shirts. Go listen to some episodes that you want to re-listen to or that you haven't had an opportunity to listen to. And go find our guests. But yes, from myself and from Cheryline, thank you one million times over. This has been way more than I had anticipated and expected. And we couldn't have done it without People who want to listen to us. Kiki it up. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest
1: and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time. Stay super.